A chemical used in weapons is showing up in water samples. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. The tragic mudslides in Southern California last week have killed 18, with five people still missing. More than 60 homes were destroyed and more than 400 damaged. According to the National Weather Service, over six inches of rain fell near Montecito, where the disaster struck. Mudslides like the one that occurred last week are not new. A fact sheet by the USGS says that flooding and debris flows are common in the aftermath of wildfires, such as the Thomas Fire, that recently devastated the area and was only contained last week after burning for a month. KPCC reports there's been a long history of mudslides in Southern California, with one of the worst occurring in 1969 that killed 87. The recent wildfires and mudslides were on the minds of two members of the Los Angeles City Council who last week urged the city to file suit against oil companies for damages they see as linked to climate change. Their call follows a lawsuit filed last week by New York City against five major oil companies. The city claims the companies have known for years that burning fossil fuels causes global warming but hid that knowledge and that together the five companies produced 11 percent of all global warming gases through the products they sold. The suit seeks to shift the costs of protecting the city onto the companies that have created the conditions leading to climate change. In response to New York's action, a spokesman for Chevron told the Washington Post that the suit will do nothing to address the serious issue of climate change. And a spokesperson for ExxonMobil added that the lawsuits filed by trial attorneys do not reduce greenhouse gas emissions. New York City is also planning to divest its pension funds from fossil fuels, about $5 billion will be invested in other industries as long as pension fund trustees agree. A chemical which is used to make military explosives is showing up in water and soil samples. According to recent reporting by ProPublica, the substance known as RDX that was developed by the U.S. during the Second World War and is still used today is being carried by winds during weapons testing and settling in soils. From there, it easily moves into water supplies. Surface and groundwater samples show that RDX persists and does not quickly dissolve or break down. Recently, Canadian researchers looked at soil and water samples and found that in nearly 75% of them, RDX made its way into aquifers exceeding safe levels. RDX has been classified as a possible carcinogen by the EPA. The agency suggested that it has a danger score stricter than other deadly pollutants such as benzene and atrazine. The RDX contamination is not confined to the U.S. and is, according to the researchers, an international known issue. ProPublica states that one of the EPA's foremost experts on pollution from explosives has said that RDX is the single greatest problem the U.S. faces when it comes to cleaning up thousands of toxic munitions sites. But the Pentagon says that RDX does not pose a great risk and has fought against the EPA classifying it as a likely carcinogen. 
large quantities of water ice have been discovered on Mars by a powerful camera on board NASA's reconnaissance orbiter. The ice formations were seen in areas where erosion has removed rocks and surface dirt, exposing steep cross-sections of frozen water that range from 1 to 100 meters in depth. The journal Wired reports that it's not just the volume of water found, it's how mineable it promises to be to support things like drinking, growing crops, or making hydrogen for fuel. The water ice was found further north than where the current Mars landing missions can go because of extremely low temperatures. Scientists theorize that one might have to drill deeper in areas closer to the Martian equator to find the ice. Two missions to the Red Planet are planned in 2020, one by NASA and the other by the European Space Agency, both of which will be capable of studying the ice in more detail. The discovery was reported in last week's issue of Science by researchers led by the USGS. And finally, last week, British Prime Minister Theresa May unveiled a new green agenda for the UK in which she pledged to eliminate the scourge of plastics. Speaking at a nature reserve just south of London, she outlined a plan to eradicate avoidable plastic waste within 25 years. That plan includes things like calling on supermarkets to create plastic-free aisles when displaying food and imposing a levy on all single-use plastics from coffee cups to spoons and forks. She also wants to extend a charge on plastic bags to all retailers, including corner shops, in an effort to take millions of sacks out of circulation. While environmental groups applauded her efforts for raising awareness about plastics and other issues, they complained that the plan lacked specifics and didn't go far enough. Opposition politicians said the announcement was just a cynical ploy to attract young eco-conscious voters to her conservative party. Recent polling found that climate change was the top policy issue for Britons aged 18 to 28. But there might be another reason for the sudden interest in going green, China. Last year, the country announced it would no longer be the world's garbage dump, recycling about half of the globe's plastics and paper. A ban on that recycling went into effect on January 1st. According to Greenpeace, every year, Britain sent enough recyclables to China to fill 10,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools. The United States ships so many millions of tons of scrap paper and plastic annually to China, it's the sixth largest export to the country. While China's move has left Western countries scrambling to deal with their waste, most environmental groups say the answer is clear find sustainable alternatives to plastics. To that end, they might take a lead from the Lonely Whale Foundation, which began its Strawless in Seattle campaign last September. The group seeks to raise awareness about plastic pollution in the oceans and the impact our lifestyles have on the environment, such as using plastic straws. In other words, protect the planet and don't suck. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association, bringing together the best and brightest minds in the water sector at ACE 18. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash ACE 18.